I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. by dispatch today i'm Brittany, and joining me today as always is my friend emily lind hi emily hi Brittany. how are you i'm doing good how are you doing i'm good just adjusting back to normal life where there's no beer kiosks or friends around yeah. me yeah and you but have to like it- go to work and shit yeah, but I mean, at least I have Carlos, you know, like that. that's it's been nice to be able to see him again. Like, I feel like I was gone for a year, even though it was like 12, 13 days. Yeah. Yeah, but I miss my friends. I miss Star Celebration. I miss eating food that I like. Well, I mean, I eat food that I like here, but like I have to be like more like conscious about it, you know, and then that's just a whole bucket of fun. And catching up on shows and everything. I just feel like I've been so busy since I got home. Yeah. No, I liked being on vacation. Being on vacation was better. Yeah. Not being on vacation is dumb. I know. Like, it just makes me sad that, like, we can't all win the lottery and just travel and do whatever we want whenever we want. Yeah, that would create problems for society. Okay, but how about just I win the lottery and can do whatever I want anytime that I want? That doesn't create a problem for society. Yeah, that's true. Because then if it happened to everyone, that's a problem. But if it just happened like to select like few of us... Yeah, um, just like you and me. We can both win the lottery. Yeah, that'd be really nice. Yeah. Be able to do fun things like with my family, too. I know I'm already planning another trip. I think I'm going to go this summer to South Carolina with my parents because they're like, yeah, let's go to South Carolina. And I'm like, okay, that's random. <laughs> okay. Is there like a specific place they want to go or? They want to go to the Lost Colonies. Okay. And I'm not really sure what else. But, hey, a trip's a trip, I guess. Because we were supposed to go to Hawaii this summer, but it's just too expensive. And yeah. we can find something cheaper and fun to do together that doesn't cost us much money. And I feel like poor Carlos got, like, screwed over for a vacation. So I want to be able to give him some sort of vacation. And his 30th birthday is coming up, too. So I'm trying to be sneaky sneak and try to plan something fun for him. Okay. Oh, yeah. You can do sneaky sneak because 
he doesn't listen to the podcast, I realized I could have a start listening to the podcast again, so I can no longer talk about surprises on here. Oh, that's a bummer. I know. I feel like I'm going to talk about, like, any surprises, which is which is nice, but I don't know. I mean, he can hear me through the walls, too, and I can hear him when he records, too, but... I remember those days, like, when, when Carlos and I first started dating, and he would listen to the podcast, and he would ask me about things on the podcast, I'm like, oh, that's nice, and then I would listen to his, and, like, now we don't listen to each other's podcasts, <laughs> and I feel like I know so much more of, like, what's going, like, I always ask, like, oh, like, how are the boys? What did you guys talk about? And then I get, like, the nice, like, TLDR, like, what's the tea? I think that's my favorite part, is, like, asking him, like, what's the tea? Do you ask Kev that about when he records? Like, do do the Scruffies have any good tea? I think I pretty much, I don't, they don't have a ton of drama, but I know it all anyway, so that's fine. Well, it's not drama. It's just, it's knowledge. Oh, okay. Better, that's a better way to make you feel, yourself feel better about wanting drama. Just calling it knowledge. No, it's not drama it's just it's like hey what's what's going on like mm-hmm. i like to know what's going on because i don't want to do something stupid you know okay like yeah i knowledge is power okay i just like to know the dirt on everything ever i'm the just, same way i'm not gonna do anything with it i just like to know it i know it just it's so fun like especially when someone's like hey i have some information for you it's like oh yeah here we go yeah here we go love that shit I know. I, I feel like we had so many, like, misconnections during Celebration when it's like, I wanted to tell you things. So then, like, I was drunk and I forgot them. <laughs> you were so, drunk a lot. I was. But, I mean, I was I was with my friends. I was just so happy that I could actually drink. Because, like, there were yeah. so many times, like, in France or something where I wanted, like, a glass of wine or something. And it's like, I don't trust this at all. I think at Disney I had, like, a glass of wine. But... That was really it. But once I saw everyone when we met up at the bar in Hackney, I was like, hell yeah, let's go. Let's let's do this. And we did. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I miss my friends. Um, shapes. I got my Vegemite shapes from Turbo. Mm-hmm. They are, like, better than ever. Like, this is, like, the best, best box of shapes that I've ever received. And I'm going to be so sad when they go. Because they're really, like, that's my favorite, like, cracker snack. Like. Oh, they're so good. I haven't opened my box yet. I'm saving it. Yeah, the Tim Tams were delicious, too. I got, like, the regular Tim Tams and, like, the caramel Tim Tams. The caramel ones were really, really good. But Kevin and I demolished those in in our hotel room. So I just have the regular ones left. (laughs) That's funny. I know. We put ours in our freezer. Ooh. That sounds good. Like Girl Scout Mm -hmm. cookies. Yeah, I like to freeze my chocolate. I like I don't like warm chocolate or room temperature chocolate. I like Yeah, you nice, don't want to like, actually crunch. you don't want to actually like taste the chocolate. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know I do that with my Girl Scout cookies too. I know I didn't really indulge this season. I, I of course I always have like some some thin mints or um I think I'm actually expecting a couple boxes of thin mints. Well, I mean, I think Girl Scout season's over, but I think I'm not sure if we received our two boxes yet. Eh, we probably did. We probably ate them. But what has been going on in the world of Emily in the past week? Oh, not a lot. 
not much going on. Just, you know, trying to catch up at work, which has been <coughs> kind of a nightmare. Just too much shit to do. Catching up on TV, catching up on podcasts, making plans for Kev to come visit here. So, you know, just getting back into non-vacation life. It sucks coming back to non-vacation life when you get back to work and everything's just so busy. Um, mm. Star Star Wars Celebration keeps falling on like the busiest times of the year at my work. So that's a lot of fun coming back to, but I mean, we figured it out. Like at first I was really overwhelmed, but you know, when you have a good team, like everything just, just makes sense. So I guess that's good. But then, you know, I sit in my, my cubicle and I'm like, shit, man, a week ago I was getting a cider in my beer kiosk and hanging out with my buds. Yeah. My friends. I don't know what I miss more. Star Wars Celebration or that kiosk. <laughs> that was a really fucking cool thing. Yeah, it's great. Because it's really fast. And it has novelty. So I spend my money on it. Because I want to press the button and watch the thing fill up. Which is way better than watching somebody fill up your glass themselves. Yeah. Because then, like, you don't have to talk to the machine. You know? Like, the small talk. Like... I don't have to flirt with the bartender, you know? Well, like I don't you don't have to flirt with the bartender anyway. They're just doing their jobs. But there was always a line at the beer places at celebration, but there was never a line at the kiosks. Probably because there was only like one type of beer and cider you could get. But it was good enough for me. I just wanted a drink. Yeah, I agree. I mean like you could you could flirt with, with the machine, be like, Hey, I don't see a lot of you around here. Don't sexually harass the beer machines. No, but I'm just saying, like, it's, I'm, I'm complimenting the beer machine because I don't see any like them. Any, you know, like, I don't, I haven't seen any, anyone like you around here. Just like, let the beer machine do their job. They're just trying to work like everybody else. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, we don't, we don't have that here. We just have people serve beer. And then we have it in cans or bottles or different different ways of consuming alcohol. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, have you been watching anything Let's lately? See. I've been watching the new season of Succession, which is fucking awesome. It's totally killing it this season. I think probably because they know it's the last season, so they're just going like full out crazy. I love it. Everybody is awesome. That show is so much fun. It's ridiculous. Um, let's see. Cooking shows. Uh, Ted Lasso. This season of Ted Lasso is so good. I love it. I know. I, I still need to watch it. I, I watched like the past like two episodes up to the point where Keely's sleeping with her boss. Okay. So you saw last week's, but not this week's. Yeah. I'm this getting there. This week's made me really happy. Last week's was fine. Like, I didn't, it wasn't my favorite, but even when the show is not at its best, I still enjoy it. And I thought, like, I thought the Nate stuff last week was really good. Um, I still hate him, but that woman is so horrible to him at, at the restaurant. And you start to see, like, you see little bits of the Nate that you actually liked. Mm-hmm. And what else happened in that episode? Oh, Zava leaving, which was inevitable 
And it happened kind of exactly how I thought it was going to be, that he was just going to disappear and the team was going to have to deal with it. He was really a useless part of the team. Like, he was funny, but I mean, I I didn't really like that from the show. I I think they it needed it because they, like, they had to do something to get the team motivated, but I was so, I had liked where the team dynamic was so much. And it fucked with that. Like, there was some funny bits of it. Like, it was funny how much, um, uh, like, Danny was in love with him. Oh, yeah. All the but guys. It, yeah. It just wore a little bit thin. But I think the good thing that came out of it is Jamie. Like, I think it motivated him a lot. Yeah, seeing him with Roy and their 4 a.m. workouts. <gasps> oh, my God. I want to. There's stuff that happens in this, like, the one from this week. And I just, their, like, like newfound kind of friendship makes me really happy. I know. I, I like that they're friends. And, like, I'm happy for Keely because it's, like, I thought I wanted her with Roy. But, I mean, now I just I just want Keely to be happy. And I feel like this yeah. is, like, the best scenario for everyone. And I know that probably doesn't happen because mm-hmm. of your reaction. Mm, I still so, need her to be with Roy. I like her with, I think Jack is a good, like, rebound relationship. And I think she should have fun with Jack. I like Jack. Uh, I think she's a cool character. And I think they have a shit ton of chemistry. Like, as soon as they met, I'm like, okay, those two are going to hook up. But. Yeah, they're fun. Um, I I feel bad for Ted. I feel like Ted's going to, like, get to a point this season where he's just going to. Because I feel like his panic attacks have been, like, slowly coming or slowly, like, getting to a point. So, yeah, I mean, it really is like the show has to end with him going back home. Mm-hmm. Like he's got to go back to his kid. That's becoming more and more evident. But I don't know. I just love this show and I'm not ready for it to end. I think they did a really good job with this show and having the show be like just three seasons, I think is perfect. It's better than it becoming bad. But also it makes me sad because I want it to go on forever because it makes me so happy. Do you know what other show should only have three seasons? The Mandalorian? Yeah. Okay, so I have not yet seen the Mandalorian season finale because I just, I, I don't care. And I thought about watching it yesterday and I'm like, eh. And then today, like, I got off the phone to Kev, and I'm like, ah, I could watch it before we need to start recording. But then I thought, I don't want to. So I didn't. Well, you didn't miss out, because last night, or yesterday, um, I, well, Tuesday night I went to sleep at, like, 8, 7.30. Woke up at midnight, and I watched it. And it was the biggest waste of time in my life. <laughs> dear so you love jetpacks right like oh, yeah, jetpacks and mandalorians yep. jet how would you bo-katan it's my favorite thing how would you feel if there was a jetpack bo-katan fight with a <sighs> bunch of mandalorians and stormtroopers in the sky I mean, fighting i mean that just sounds incredible that makes me want to stop this recording and watch it right now <laughs> it was the worst thing i've ever seen 
I hated it. I hated this episode. I hated it. I I hated how fucking so so baby saves Mando from and the Praetorian guards come and like they're great Praetorian guard music, which I think is so funny that these these four characters just like have their own music or do these these guards because like apparently these guards are supposed to be like really big or something, but it's like we only know that because you saw them in the sequels. So everyone's like, oh, they have their own special music. They're special. Well, they sucked because fucking Grogu was able to wipe them out. Well, he didn't really wipe them out. He kind of like. He was kind of parkouring a little bit, oh, being no. like "wushoo, wushoo." He was walking oh. around a lot. It was it was kind of bad, but it was kind of funny. And then um, he saved um, he saved Din, and then he's like, "We gotta be you gotta be strong, buddy. You gotta be strong. Like you need a we need to kill Moff Gideon." And here's here's how that happened. So um, the R four droid helps find. Um, where Moff Gideon's like command center is, mm-hmm. and then, and then while that's happening, um, some mouse droids try to fuck with R four, and R four is like not fucking having it. Oh, and R four uses his jetpacks. Okay. We see droid jetpacks again since Revenge of the Sith. It happens. It's real. Uh-huh. Apparently, people got mad about that, huh? When Revenge of the Sith came out. I mean, it was stupid because then you go, well, why didn't he use them in any other situations in which they would have been really, really helpful? It's funny when you watch something as a child and don't think about these things. And then things that you think you you don't think about when you're like 20 something year old lady, because I never thought about that either. I'm thinking, well, people just don't like jetpacks on droids. Like, it's fine. But so R4 helps find the command center. And then Mando does this weird thing where, you know how, like, it was, like, broken down with, like, two guards on one side, two guards on one side, two guards on one side. So Mando has to eliminate, like, each each side of, of people before he gets to the final room. And then in the final room are a bunch of fucking Gideon clones. Oh, my God. And they're silly as fuck. Like, and then there's no explanation. And then Din just like, I'm going to press some buttons and destroy them. So then he destroys them. And Gideon comes out. These were my clones. How dare you do this to my clones? And that's. He really sucked this season. Such a He fucking sucked. He fucking sucked. Like, I felt like I was watching one of those, like, fan fiction videos of, like, someone on YouTube being like, I want to make a Knights of the Old Republic film. Like, this season of The Mandalorian is is that Knights of the Old Republic fan-made video I watched back in 2009. So, oh, so then he gets in his, he's in this stupid robot costume, and then they're fighting, and then he's like, I wanted to use the Force, you know, like, he was basically creating those clones, and I think he wanted to take Grogu, because, like, he wanted to have the Force within him, but I don't think that's how it works, like... I don't think the force can be, like, manipulated. I don't think you can take, like, a blood sample from someone who has the force and put it in another person. Like, I just don't think we're there yet. Like, maybe one day, but I don't I don't think we're there yet. So, how Gideon... Emily, how do you think Gideon dies? Badly? Does Grogu so, kill him? No, 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 no. Okay. No, it's not that bad. But it's, it's bad. So, okay. So... The episode starts with Bogatan, and they're all underground, and she's trying to contact uh, Max Wolves or something, 
the the other Mando guy that's with axe. like the, the axe, yeah, axe. She's like, "Hey, axe, we're under attack." And axe is like, "Holy fuck!" And then he gets back to the big command ship and he tells everyone, "Hey, get off the ship." Um, they're all coming, get in your little starship. So all of them jetpack in space to their ships and then they get on their ships and then they go to Mandalore and they fucking fight. They fight them. Like they, they fight, they fight, they fight. And then Axe Wolves has, has the ship and then he's like, all right, I'm, I'm going to strap myself into the ship. And then all the, all the TIE fighters come. And they shoot the ship. They shoot. They shoot. They shoot the ship, and the ship, you know, is is going down. So it's going down on Mandalore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know where this is going. You gotta, know where gotta, this is I going. Stop. I gotta stop just for a moment to, to to say to all the listeners, you should be very sad that we are not a video podcast because the hand movements go along with this recap are delightful. Okay, so. He's about. He's gonna crash a ship into Moff Gideon, I assume. Yeah. So he's gonna crash it into Moff Gideon, and then so during this, so Din Din's not very good fighter right now because he's very injured and he's very worried about his child because his child is in the other room with the Praetorian guards. But uh-huh. then like he gets out and yada yada yada. So then Bo-Katan comes and Bo-Katan's like, I'm going to fight you, Moff Gideon. And then Moff Gideon just gets one of the Praetorian Guard, like, staffs out. Like, that's like, that looks like the, um, what are those called? Grievous's guards, like, they're little sticks. And, yeah, Carlos is mocking my, my, my stick uh-huh. thing. So he's fighting, um, he's, he's fighting Bo with that. And then he gets the the dark saber from her hand and then crushes it, crushes it like like glass. And then he throws it or he does something with it. And then like the, the dark saber is like it's broken. Like no one can use it anymore. Like it, it's like your dad getting mad at something and then like breaking it. Like that's just what happened. Okay. Does does that not happen? I don't know. Uh, I don't don't know. My dad doesn't really break things. Mine doesn't either, but uh, I watch a lot of reality TV, and that happens sometimes with angry dads. So, okay. So, the Darksaber's broken. And then, like, I think they're kind of trying to figure out what to do next. And then Axe gets out of the ship, so Axe doesn't sacrifice himself. He lives. He lives. Thank God. Thank fucking God. I was sitting there. I was like, really, I was really fearing that we were going to lose him. The one bright side I was thinking was going to happen this episode is that guy dying. Yeah. So, okay. So I know you didn't watch Rebels, but do you remember how Kanan died? Not do I not remember it. I don't know how (laughs) Kanan died. Okay. So Kanan died because like there was some like big explosion thing going on and he used the force to save, to save Hera and everyone else. And then he didn't make it because he wasn't strong enough in the force. So he perished with the explosion. Okay. But Grogu, that motherfucker, is strong Jedi. He was able to create like a like a hemisphere protector shield between him, Bo, and Mando. So that they were protected from the flames that were created from the ship crashing. So we saw um moff gideon go down 
we didn't really see him die. We, we saw him like kind of like a phasma death. Yeah. So he's gone potentially. And they ended up saving Mandalore. So whoop de doo, Mandalore. Woohoo. So then that happens. They have like a little ceremony thing where Bogotan lights something, you know, a torch. I don't know. So <laughs> then. Um, one of the, one of the foundlings is getting, uh, crit, or he's getting baptized and, um, the, the uh, Paz Vizla's kid, rest in peace. And then, uh, Mando's like, Hey, um, I want my foundling to be baptized. And the armorer is like, he can't speak. So no. And then Mando's like, well, what if his parent allows it? And then, <laughs> and then she's like, well, his parents are long gone. And he's like, uh-uh, not today. I'm signing the papers. I am dad. So because Mando is dad now, um, Grogu is a foundling. And Grogu has a new name. Okay. Fuckface. Gro- no, uh, it's a... Um, Jaren or whatever the fuck. It's Din Grogu. Oh, so Din is the family name. Yeah, which I thought was interesting. So, like, we've been getting it wrong the whole fucking time. Well, that's weird, because that's not how the other Mandalorians are. Just everyone was called... The, it was the armor. The armor called him Din Grogu. So then they are like, oh, yay, go Din Grogu! And then Cause isn't Grogu... Like, f- isn't Bo-Katan, like, from the house... Like, Katan? She's not from the Kreeze. house of Bo. Oh, Kreese. Okay, that's yeah. right. But do we know the do we know how the other Well, like we there's Vizla. Mhm. I think but I'm not sure because um Dinjarin is like the only the, his family Oh, that's got true. He's dis- not Mandalorian. He had like a name before. Yeah, he got his family got destroyed by super battle droids. Yeah, that's right. So that could be how it works on whatever planet he was from. Yeah. So okay. that happens. And then, um, so they're like, okay, yay. Um, and they need work because, uh, you gotta, you gotta work to live to feed your child. So Din and, or Grogu and Mando go to, um, the rebel base that's on that, like, that, uh, that beach planet where the one rebel guy is that everyone likes. And I shit you not. I don't know what um, you're talking about. It's okay. I don't know either. So you know that rebel base where like we saw Zeb and everything a couple episodes ago? Vaguely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're there. And I shit you not, they get into that little area. Guess who's sitting at the fucking bar? Dave fucking Filoni in his oh hat. My god. Oh, my God. Jesus So Dave's sitting at the bar talking with other pilots. And then... Mando goes up to other to cool pilot guy that we know, and he's like, "Hey man, um, I need work. Can we work for you?" And he's like, "No." And he's like, "Well, you don't have to tell anyone about it. Let me hunt um, Empire people." And he's like, "Okay." So now Din works for the Empire or works for the New Republic to hunt down Empire people. So then um, he goes back to Navarro where uh grief karga is and grief karga is like hey here's the keys to your new home so now him and grogu have like their own little home 
and the episode ends with like Mando like sitting down, relaxing outside, and then Grogu has he's forcing a little frog, and then like the screen just goes to like a circle on Grogu, and then that's that's how uh, the show ends. It was really okay. bad. Okay, that sounds stupid. You didn't miss out. Okay, well I'm not dying to go watch it. I'll say that. No, don't don't die to watch it. It's not worth it. No, I might just watch Ted Lasso again. Yeah, overall this season was kind of weird. It was like... By weird, do you mean shitty? It was like, do you remember when um, when Kasdan went on stage at Star Wars Celebration and was like really high on something? Uh-huh. And then like everyone was really, really drunk. Like, I think that's how they wrote the season. <laughs> Because, I mean, I, I think that Lizzo was really big, too, in the last couple of years. And they're like, hey, let's add Lizzo to this. And then I think they just had to add Jack Black because it's it's Jack Black. And then uh, Christopher Lloyd and then other things going on. Um, yeah. I don't know what this was. I think just the show has just become too big. And that's what happens sometimes when things become too big is that they get shit. They, they become shitty. Like, it just, it happens, you know? You can't recreate perfection or what you think is perfection because it's never going to happen. Well, I, I, I also think that they got too obsessed with making this whole, like, network of shows. Yeah, it's it's kind of a lot. Like, it's it's expanding the universe, but... In, like, a specific amount of time well, that we've... it's expanding we've... in a, like, immensely narrow way. Like, it's just more of the same. Yeah, and You're we're stuck in this time period. You're not new or interesting. You're just doing, like, five shows that are all on top of each other. So then you do yeah. stupid things like resolve the big emotional cliffhanger of one show and two random episodes of another show. Yeah, it just, it, the season just didn't really make sense. And it was nice how it ended, like, with, like, like Mando is dad now, and that's his son, and, like, they're going to fight crime together. It, it, this was a very, like, finale ending ending. Mm-hmm. And just I just think they should have just ended it. Because even watching the episode, I'm like, this is some, like, finale type of shit. Like, especially them being, like, we have to eliminate Moff Gideon or else this is going to be a problem forever. I don't know. Like, I just, I feel like there should have been more in this season, but it got cut or something. And I feel like there are a lot of, like, subplots, like, didn't really get answered. Then everyone was thinking that the armor was a spy, but... Man, people were really overthinking how complicated this show was going to be. And giving it way too much credit in... Oh, they're setting this up, obviously. Like, no, the writing is just bad. She's acting suspicious because the writing is bad. Yeah. We had a whole season of Katie Sackoff, too. Ugh, she's terrible. I was happy that, because I kept hearing rumors that, like, Din was going to die and, like, she was going to be the Mandalorian. And I'm like, no, I don't want that. I don't know. And I feel like Pedro's kind of out of it, too. Like, I just feel like he just doesn't give a shit anymore. Well, I mean, it doesn't seem like he was actually, like, 
in it at all this season. I mean, I know he was mostly doing voice before, but we used to get to see his face a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, he didn't miss out. It was weird. It was not worth waking up at midnight for. And then there was no cut scenes or, like, after credit scenes. So oh, there shouldn't be. Star Wars should never have after credit scenes. <sighs> Fuck you, Marvel. So... Keep away from me. They're just so much fun. You know, it's it's like knowledge is power, and like just stay sticking around to the credits because sometimes no, people don't put stick your around fucking to the show in your show. That book of Boba reveal though was really cool last season, during the end credit scene. That was pretty bitching. Just in general, I don't like it. If you want me to have something, put it in your thing. I'm yeah. with I'm in I'm with Robert Ebert on this one. He was a big proponent of that. That your movie needs to contain the movie and anything else that is after the credits is not part of your movie and fuck off yeah i don't want to wait 20 minutes through credits to watch some stupid scene where people like eat shawarma go fuck yourself i still think about those falafel wraps at celebration they were very good i like falafel very good i hadn't had it before and it was just so good like just all the ingredients together like normally i don't like red onions but the red onions in there just it just it all makes it all made sense like it just it was serendipity it was it was lovely you can get you can just get the little frozen falafel balls at like trader joe's <laughs> throw them no, in I a pita that. or in a wrap they're really good i know i was supposed to go to happy hour this week and there's a Trader Joe's like right next to where I go for happy hour, but the someone I went with I canceled, so I'm like, dang it, I can't go to Trader Joe's. Because <laughs> I mean, like, I like going to Trader Joe's, but it's like I need a reason to be near Trader Joe's because I feel like Trader Joe's is like a whole experience in itself. Because I don't know about you, but like the Trader Joe's here, like everyone's just like really uptight and kind of rude. Not the staff, the people. And it's always really busy, and it's always people who like know what they need to get and they just get it like there's i don't know i just i wish it was there was a more like real i wish it was more like a grocery store where i can like kind of roam around kind of look at everything just be like oh but it's like i don't want to be a nuisance you know so like i just don't go fucking weird aggressive trader joe's i just go to trader joe's on saturday morning and it's like a regular fucking grocery store and i never and there's like no line because it's 9 30 on a saturday I should probably just do that then. But no, like, sometimes I do that. Well, no, because I have memories of, um, there used to be, like, a Trader Joe's by, like, a David's Bridal. And I remember, like, my cousin was getting married. And, like, we'd go to Trader Joe's to get, like, the alphabet cookies that they used to have. I don't think they have those anymore. Do they still have those? I don't know. But those were pretty good. So we'd go over there, and it was always really busy. Like, even for us, just, you know, just kids trying to find their cookies. But we found our cookies. But, yeah, the staff there is wonderful. Yeah, they have good people there. Yeah. Because I would go, like, because happy hour ends around, like, 6 or 7. So I'd go to Trader Joe's around, like, 7, 8 o'clock at night. And it's, oh, like, like, that's one of the worst times to go. That's, like, when everybody's getting off work and stopping to buy at the grocery store and just wants to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I don't want to be, like, part of that because it's, like, I respect them in their space. Saturday morning. Awesome. At least in New York. Yeah. Maybe I just need to go to New York to go to yeah. Trader Joe's. Yeah, that seems that seems prudent. 
I know I'm jealous. Everyone's coming to visit you. And, like, it makes me want to come visit you. You can come visit. I know, but, like, I'd have to plan, like, a whole whole trip around it. I know. I probably would want to go, like, during, like, like October, November, where it's, like, not snowing yet, but, like, colder. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to come yeah. in the summer. The summer is gross. I did that once, and I fucking hated it. Oh, it's I so fucking humid. hated it. It was humid. Mm-hmm. and you know i was it was young teenager going through teenage things that was like i wasn't writing in my diary anymore because i was going through real life shit mm-hmm. so it was not fun summer i mean it was i'm yeah so went to new york then went to hershey park went to gettysburg i wish i could redo some of those things because like gettysburg was cool but i feel like i didn't like appreciate it as much as i should have yeah yeah i feel like there's a lot of trips i want to redo because it's like i didn't appreciate them much as a kid like i would do those like red trolley tours but i would fall asleep because i was so fucking tired because we woke up at, like four o'clock in the morning but i want to redo those because i owe them or i i owe the red trolley tours that because they are good at their jobs it's just i'm a tired teenager you know <laughs> Yeah, well, that's Mando. Not a lot of Star Wars. When is Acolyte coming again? I thought Acolyte was next year. I think so, yeah, because someone at work was asking me about it. They're like, when's the Acolyte coming? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Yeah, I think, I think next year. Ahsoka is August. Ooh, Maybe the Acolyte theme is, is mystery. Maybe Acolyte yeah. is end of this year? But I thought they said 2024. I can't remember. There were too many announcements. Yeah, I was surprised about the amount of announcements. But yeah, the, uh, the Wikipedia says 2024. Okay. And Ahsoka, that's, they say August, but I'm not sure if that's actually going to happen. Because remember when they did that with Bad Batch? Where like, Bad Batch is coming in September. And then they moved it I, to... I, I think they're more firm on the live action ones. Yeah, but Bad Batch was so good. I know. We never. The, oh, we never talked about the finale. Yeah. Poor tech. I know. Made me so um, sad. So, um, here, let me go back to my text messages. Because, so, I had woken up early um, on when, the Wednesday morning when I had found out about the, the passport fiasco. I had woken up that morning to watch um, Bad Batch. And I don't know why, because I was so used to watching shows before we recorded, because, like, there's no reason for me to wake up early and watch The Bad Batch. So, I watched Bad Batch. And here, let me see if I have the text message. At 6.41 a.m. on March 29th, and I sent you a couple of hearts. Um, that was because I saw Ben Mendelssohn in 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 Bad Batch. I was so excited, and I needed to tell you in a way that you didn't think that well, I was yeah, telling I, you. I didn't, I didn't know that you had watched Bad Batch at that point, so that's fine. I have to say, I was really because we didn't. Uh, Kevin and I watched it. I don't know, a few days later, and I 
I really appreciated that nobody spoiled that for me. There wasn't like a, oh, Emily, have you seen Bad Batch yet? You're really going to like this one, like that kind of thing that you sometimes get. Yeah. So when they first, when they first, like, you know, when they zoom in, like when that, when that group of Imperials walks in and I'm like, that guy is, that guy's wearing white. That guy looks like he could kind of be like Krennic. But I didn't want to get like, I'm I'm playing it cool because I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It might not be him or it might be him and they're just never going to say anything. But then I'm like, I guess kept looking at him going, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be Krennic. And you know, it's animated, so it's not always easy to tell. Because they all are dressed the same, but I'm like, yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's him. And then they say his name, and I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. And then he has a line. I was very excited. I was freaking out. Was it Steven Stanton that was Mendo? I, as far as I know, it was Mendo. At least wait, at the time. At, really at least when when Kev looked it up right after we watched it, it was they had credited it to him, but that was on like Internet Movie Database, so who knows if that's right or not. Okay, let me let me go to Bad Batch Season Two Cast. Yeah, because I mean that'd be fucking amazing if that was really if that was really Ben Mendelssohn. episodes need to look at cast 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 yeah I thought the the episodes are really good um yeah um like the like yet again like obviously we're super clone heavy which is not I I mean I, I don't mean you know just like the clones because I like them but I mean like the whole idea of cloning that we're getting into a lot which is not my favorite thing but I like these characters so much and I care about Omega so much that I'm willing to be just kind of like okay I will just deal with this because it means I get a lot of Omega and I really liked the reveal that that Dr. Lady is a clone too I know she's like I'm your sister Omega like it all made sense because she her voice really sounds like Omega and like just her communication and her interactions with the crosshair yeah and they had had her like face covered a lot you know but yeah I thought that was cool so it is Ben Mendelsohn I looked it up Yeah, that because they could probably be like, "Hey, can you go into a closet and record this one line, and we'll give you money." And he said yes. That's just so amazing. I was I was really happy, and again, just so happy that nobody spoiled that for me because it was so much more fun just to see it on my own. I know that that scary doctor's like getting pretty fucking scary. Oh yeah, he's bad. Yeah, like he's. He's spooky for animation. Like, he scares yeah. me. Yeah, and it's just uh, the uh, uh, Jimmy Simpson who does the voice. Just that very, like, calm, creepy, almost monotone. Like, if if he weren't evil, you'd want him as your doctor because he's very, like, just even-keeled and reassuring. But when you add evil into that, it makes it more scary. I know, and I just feel bad. They're doing a bunch of 
Like they're gonna be doing experiments on Omega. I know. And I just I don't, don't like, like it. that. Like it's just it's very no. It's very she, icky. Crosshair needs to save himself and save her, or she needs to save herself and save him. Dude, could we talk about too how after they had went everything went through everything with Crosshair, fucking Sid rats him out. You know, I ca- I was really disappointed because when they brought up when that guy when that pirate dude warned them like don't trust Sid. I was so sure we were going to get a thing where Sid has the opportunity to betray them and decides not to. Like, I really thought that's what the story was going to be. Mm-hmm. So it made me very sad. Yeah, I was really mad watching. Like, it was kind of like, you kind of knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of one of those, like, gut-wrenching, like... Yeah, it was just it was so horrible. hard to watch. Ugh. I did not. That was just so sad. And then Omega just going, going to them. And then Hunter and Wrecker just be like, we're going to get her back. We're going to get her back. And Echo, too. I think Echo was there, too. Yeah. I just feel bad for them. I don't think Tech is gay. I mean, I. He, he has to be dead because to undo that is such shitty storytelling. As much as I do not want him to be dead, if you undo it, like. It's such a big emotional moment on the show, and to undercut that is super cheap, and they shouldn't do it. Yeah, and I feel like I'm so used to Star Wars' shitty storytelling the past couple years that, like, I expect them to do something like that, because I feel like the past couple of people that have died, like Palpatine, they end up coming back. Yeah, they need to let him be dead. Like, he made yeah. the big sac- he had the big heroic sacrifice. It was really, really sad. Just have him be dead. Yeah. It's such a sad ending. And we never found out about, like, the the Cody stuff. Remember, like, Cody went off, and then we just, like, never heard back from, from oh, Cody? Yeah. I always thought about that. I'm like, maybe he's going to come back or something. But no. Um, I'm glad that this gives the opportunity for us next season to kind of get Crosshair and Omega together. Yeah. I think, I think that'll be great. Um, I think they did a really good job with Crosshair this season. I mean, not only were those episodes like brilliant, but also, you know, as like when as soon as he finds out that they're in danger, you know, he he nearly gets killed himself trying to send that message to warn them because he does still care about them. Yeah, I thought that was. That was beautiful, that that moment where he's calling them and letting them know that they're after Omega. Like, it just really shows that, like, no matter what they have went through, like, they're brothers. And it really, it really makes you think about, like, redemption and, you know, has Crosshair, like, truly redeemed himself? Like, I think he's on the path. Yeah. And I, what I, what I like about Crosshair is... Crosshair has always been doing what he thinks is the right thing. Like, he, he, you know, like, he didn't betray them. They betrayed him. Like, they're the ones who left and, like, gave up their whole mission and their, like, calling. That's their whole thing is to follow orders and to do what they're told. And they're the ones who, who didn't do that. And so I think the crosshair realizing 
what it was that he was committed to and how broken and horrible it was. Which is just like a really solidly done story. And I'm glad they're coming back for one more season and I'm glad it's the last season because I don't want this to become a Adventure of the Week show. You know, they've done some Adventure of the Week episodes here and there, like especially in the first season. But this last season, they were really telling a story and I want them to tell that story and end. And then hopefully we see Omega pop up somewhere else. Yeah. Um, I feel like when we were at Celebration, uh, Tony Gilroy was talking about this, about how like when shows go on too long. Mm-hmm. I love that he mentioned that at Star Wars Celebration when a Star Wars show has been going on for too long. I love that so much. I love him because he knows he knows what shit is and he'll call it out. Like he's my favorite Star Wars like director, writer, like he's the shit. Tony Gilroy is the shit. But I I'm, I'm bummed that it's gonna be last season, but I just the show's been really good. And I feel like since Dave has kind of hopped off and let the other showrunners like make this what it is it's been really good and I hope that they are the future of Star Wars animation because what they have been doing with the second season is phenomenal I think this is my favorite season of any animated uh Star Wars show so I think that's that's great yeah I just I like there were a couple of shaky episodes mostly that racing one but other than that super solid season lots of good character moments for everybody and just some really interesting, great emotional arcs. Yeah. And uh, fucking kudos to Dee Badly Baker. Like, you killed it. He's so good. He's a good. He's a good voice actor. Yeah, and the I mean the Bad Batch are so distinct, and he does a really good, really good job with all of them. I know, I think that's my favorite thing, is that the same guy plays all of the clones. Like, I wonder if he gets, like, compensated for that. Oh, I mean, I mean, he gets paid pretty well for the show, I would imagine. Yeah. Since, like, 90% of the show is him. It was funny because at that panel, because I went to the Bad Batch panel, I was really fucking tired, and I had fallen asleep like at the pre-show and i guess like he had come up on stage because like mm-hmm. every there was a bunch of like bad batch people up there or something and i'm like oh cool i went back to sleep and some guy comes up to me and says oh my gosh you're asleep hey guys she's asleep and wakes me up like, yeah it's a lot of people are asleep at those pre-show shits because they're boring as shit I look at Andy Campbell because I'm sitting next to Andy and I'm like, I'm going to fucking kill him. And Andy's like, what? And he's like, oh, I'm like, oh, nothing. I'm just kidding. Because like Andy Campbell's like the, the kindest person on this planet. And I don't think that he wants to deal with my my murderous schemes. But I was very, I was, I was very annoyed that I was woken up. But I think the biggest thing was the Star Wars celebration is I really struggled. Um, like I was really tired. And I feel like a lot of these panels, like, I was really interested in what was going on. I was really interested in Visions, really interested in Ahsoka, 
uh, interested in Bad Batch, but I just kept falling asleep. Well, you're sitting in a dark room. You've been up. You got up super early. You've been like drinking the night before. Yeah, that's true. I just felt bad. Because I feel bad for the people who like were waiting in line and like couldn't get into the panels. And I was sitting there like trying to stay awake. But I mean, <laughs> it is what it is, I guess. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, for for the guy who who woke me up, fuck you. But also, like, thank you because like like that could have been like a medical emergency. Like he was probably just looking out for a brother. Like I see you. Like, but like maybe I should just put put a sign on my forehead that says I'm asleep. I'm okay. I'm not fainting. So that that's probably what I'll do next celebration. I'll have some sticky notes ready to put on my forehead. But then also, I'll have an actual shoulder to fall asleep on if I get too sleepy. That's one thing I miss this celebration, not having Carlos. It's having a fucking shoulder to sleep on. Because it was funny because there was a moment during the Visions panel where you fell asleep on me. It was like, it was a quick second, but I cherish that moment forever. (laughs) Because I looked over at Chris Hall, because Chris Hall, celebrity artist and friend Chris Hall, was sitting next to me. Mm -hmm. And we just look at each other like, just like... They just grow up so fast, don't they? Man, I, yeah, I did not get a lot of sleep during celebration. I sleep so terribly, and when I'm in like a like not my own bed, it's even worse. Yeah, I I I don't think I slept very well either. I slept better in London than I did in France, but mm. especially in Josh Chapman's nice little loft that he had for me, that was Aww. nice. Man the good old days well i have two years to convince you to go to japan okay i'm not going so. to japan emily think about all the fun things that we can do in japan um tokyo disney they have a ride that's basically autotopia but it's called like something else but okay. this is your ride third opportunity in a to, I go to be able to go on autotopia with me because it didn't happen here it didn't happen in paris and it might happen third time's a charm i mean like it's up to you um, the only thing i would be interested in is isn't the is it the is it the winnie the pooh ride that's supposed to be phenomenal that and the beauty and the beast ride okay yeah yeah it's funny because as soon as we mentioned disney park rusty's interest went up and rusty wants to go now which i was really surprised i would not expect the first international country for rusty to travel to would be japan where they have a lot of not fried chicken um i mean they they have like korean fried i mean they have like they have different what? things well, they, have fried, they, they have kfc i mean you have kfc yeah but I'm excited. It, it should be fun. It should be a fun time. I think you should go. I think that if we go to Disney, we need to all get matching shirts because I am just so excited to be with my friends because, like, my friends are fucking awesome. I love them. I love them so much. I want us to all wear matching shirts and be obnoxious. Not obnoxious. Not, like, actually obnoxious, but just, like, just, okay. I don't know. No. Yeah. Like, matching shirts, like, we we're all wearing celebrity no. artists and, and good friend Chris Hall's merch yeah that was a fun day i'm not wearing like those disney family trip shirts oh don't worry i'd make it classy (laughs) 
Well, it doesn't matter because I'm not going to. I'm not going to Japan. But well, I'll get you one so that you can wear it, even if you don't go. But okay. I think that I'll convince you to go because you didn't think that you were going to this one, but you made it. Yeah. But I'm not going the to next one, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I I had stronger motivating factors to go to England. Well, maybe Kev will get a job opportunity in Japan. In Japan, okay. And you guys will just have to move to Japan. You have to. Okay. All right. You start. You, you want to. You have a better chance of convincing Kev to go to Japan than you have me to convincing me to go to Japan. Yeah, I'll, I'll do your desire to go to Japan. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give him some reasons to go. I'll convince you. I'll convince him. I'll convince. Uh, okay. Are you also gonna pay for it? Because otherwise, the convincing isn't really the big part. No. Yeah. I'm not gonna pay for it. I can <laughs> see, I can tell you flat out. Yeah, I love then, you, yeah. but oh, I know. Yeah, but see, like that's the big factor is I'm not gonna spend that much money to go to a place that isn't particularly high on my places I want to see list. Like if I'm gonna spend that amount of money, it's gonna be going like Australia. I have no interest in Australia. I don't think that I should go there because of the things I might do there. Yeah, no, I need to go during the um, Adelaide Fringe or the Melbourne Comedy Festival. That's what I want to do. But What, like, sites are there to see in Australia? I mean, there's, like, a lot of beaches and ocean. There's a lot of, like, there's, like, the Outback. There's the Sydney Opera House. There's, I don't know, a bunch of other shit, I imagine. What is the Outback? Like, the well, steakhouse? Like, yes. You, there's a big old steakhouse, but no, like you know, like a lot of a lot of like you know, like a lot of Australia is is not particularly populous and is you know like wilderness, and well, I mean a lot of it is dry, arid desert, which doesn't sound that much fun, but there's plenty of other things you can do and like national parks you can go to and shit. Interesting. I mean, there's a lot of poisonous things. Not crazy about that. But that's why I want to go to, like, Melbourne, where it's a city. And I can just go see comedians who I've been listening to their podcasts for 15 years. Hmm. Australia. You know the Jonas Brothers have a song called Australia? I did not know that. Yeah. I think it was about, like, a girl that used to babysit them or something. Okay. Have you ever listened to the Jonas Brothers? No. Too old for the Jonas Brothers. No one's too old for the Jonas Brothers. Okay. But I was too old for the Jonas Brothers when the Jonas Brothers were a thing. No one's too old for the Jonas Brothers. Okay. Well, is there anything else? Do we have any email, any voicemail? I don't think so. Nice. Okay. Well, Emily, where can we find you and the podcast 
on social media? Uh, I am at EF Lind. The show is at Cantabite Pod. You can send us email, CantabitePod at gmail.com. How about you, Brittany? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as CantoBrit. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed my review of The Mandalorian. I did. And if you didn't watch it, don't. <laughs> and we will see you, or we'll, we'll, we won't see you, unfortunately. We'll, we'll talk to you next time, though. Bye. Bye. Here we go. Yo, 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 and away we go It's time to serenade my girl Lindo Sorry the ladies were had to say no But if I'm cheating on Serena, it's on Canto No shame in the game Make even Rogue One seem tame But I blame it on Brit with a ginger main main Yeah, that's fire Love on the rocks leaves the love on my socks Lindo fanfic leaves y'all shocked Especially when y'all truly whips out his cock Canto bite Episode 100 Hey yo, I'm back No fulcrum this time I'm on a flight to the bay And I'm writing some rhymes My top three running through my head, you know So I had to come correct When they hit the hundo My girls E&B deserve congratulations Our adulation for the weekly creation My last celebration was all about them But this time I gotta drop lines for our friends This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches on my Canto bitches. Start off with my Aussies. Catherine's a sweet one. Brought cash into lunch with Canto bitch number one. Josh made it a team and had bourbon and cornflakes. The kind of ice cream that made him show me his old face. Got to meet Turbo and throw back some brews. Fish tacos in San Fran. You know we approve. Rebecca from Perth. I haven't met you yet. Last shout to Fushi dude. I didn't forget. This is for the bitches. Strictly for the bitches. Give it up for the bitches. All the Canto bitches. This one's for my bitches. Only for the bitches. Throw your hands up bitches. All my Canto bitches. Rabia and Adele often email the show. I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grasso. Jesse McGee busted a rap for me. Met her and horse be it scum and villainy. King Tom. Death Watch. The most regal of fathers. Got to behold the luscious locks of Strata. Shouted Rusty last time, so I shout a Raj too. You know the list ain't complete without lesson, boo. This is for the bitches. Strictly for the bitches. Give it up for the bitches. All the Canto bitches. This one's for my bitches. Only for the bitches. Throw your hands up, bitches. All my Canto bitches. Now if I didn't say your name, don't feel no shame. You love the fun, the games, and refresher bags. Hang on every word of Lindo's fanfic, where she describes every vein in Mendo's dick. Spread the word. Maybe buy a t-shirt. I don't know. Maybe ask the girls if Yaddle squirts. Take your CBD, send in your top three, and you'll always be a bitch like me. Get him, Eric.